These are days of tough times and ongoing uncertainties. But in Spring Branch, we're taking tangible steps to help our local businesses by telling neighbors about PPP loans, linking them to online courses, and help from our top leaders. Spring Branch is working for businesses. Yours. Find out more at sbmd.org. Hey, Rebecca, are you there? Hi, Nancy. I'm here. How's it going? How's your home office? I'm good. I've been working from home the past three days and have not killed my roommate. So (laughs) it's actually good to have a roommate in times like this, I think. Definitely. My two roommates are in the other room playing mastermind. (laughs) Yeah, it's good for human interaction. For those that don't know, all of us at the Houston Chronicle have been working from home like many throughout the city and the country. And so we're doing a lot of phone calls and, and conference calls. And so, Rebecca, you and I have decided to do something a little bit different with the newest episode of Looped In. And mm-hmm. we are going to Chinatown today for lunch. Exactly. We actually had this in the works because... Chinatown was actually the first place in Houston where businesses started being impacted by the coronavirus. And it started happening Mm -hmm. actually before any cases of the coronavirus came to Texas at all. People were just so afraid because there were so many cases in China that many people assumed that those cases would appear in Chinatown, which time has proven was not the case. But businesses started taking an impact because people were just too afraid to be exposed to it. So we were going to go and check in on the businesses, but then this week, very big news broke. The first case of someone catching the coronavirus through the community instead of through travel happened here in the Houston area. And immediately afterwards, the mayor signed an emergency declaration that canceled the rodeo and all city-sponsored events. Many people like you and me started working from home. Yeah, it was an eventful week, for sure. (laughs) It was an eventful week. Some of the impacts on businesses that originally we saw in Chinatown had spread throughout the wider Houston community. Exactly, because they really don't want people out in crowds, you know, in close proximity to others. And Mm -hmm. so we wanted to check and see what's happening in Chinatown. I know in New York, some restaurants have been closing and... Those that are open are, some of them are removing tables in the restaurant. Oh, wow. I'll be right out. (laughs) Sorry about that. No worries. (laughs) Okay. um, So we wanted to check in on Chinatown. We are planning to meet the owners of Mala Sichuan, a really popular restaurant out there. At their restaurant, we're going to have lunch and then we've invited some people from the business community to join us as well to help kind of get a big picture look at what's been happening. Mm-hmm. And sort of the rippling effects of how the coronavirus is impacting businesses locally. It's Friday the 13th, so hopefully we'll we'll be safe out there on the roads. And I'll meet you there around, what, 1030? See you there. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, we forgot something. What did we forget? You know... Welcome to Looped In, the Houston Chronicle oh podcast, God. all about real estate, the dirt, the deals, the people, the places. <laughs> it's, it's all here. <laughs> So we are here in a private room at Mala Sichuan, and we have just sat down with Hung Chen, one of the owners. He owns this business with his wife, Corey, who is on her way, and Kenneth Lee, who is with the Asian Chamber of Commerce. We're about to have lunch, and 
I'm excited because I've been not a regular here at Mala, but <laughs> I remember the first time I came and had the spicy and crispy chicken and was never the same after that. It's just so, <laughs> it's so good. And, and Mala really, I feel, introduced the Szechuan cuisine to a lot of people in Houston and also kind of helped expose Chinatown to a large number of Houstonians that might not have even known this community existed or at least known how big it really is. Thank you. My pleasure. And thank you for bringing Mala to Houston. I'm so, proud to say we're the first one, I think. Yeah. The first Sichuan place? The, well, the first one to bring traditional Sichuan uh, food to the like mainstream public. Mala uh, is a... Uh, I think you can explain better with mala. Yeah, the flavor, basically. The signature flavor and sensation of uh, Sichuan food. Oh, the, the kind of spiciness? Yes. Like the numbing? Um, no. You've been here for, what, nine years? Uh, this location has been open for nine years, yes. Okay, this location here in Chinatown on Bel Air Boulevard. So you've you've seen this area grow quite a bit. Yes. So the reason we're here today is because we wanted to talk to you all about Houston's Chinatown and really help explain to the listeners of this podcast, Looped In, what business owners have been experiencing since the coronavirus outbreak. When the virus began spreading in China, a lot of people in the U.S. and other countries started avoiding their cities, Chinatowns, and Houston was really no different. We're also here today with Kenneth Lee. Thank you so much for joining us. You are with the Asian Chamber of Commerce. You've also been in the real estate business for a long time, since the late 80s, right? So can you sort of describe the lay of the land here in Chinatown? How large is, is Houston's Chinatown? How many businesses are here? Can you help sort of describe the scope? Actually, I came to Houston in uh, 1983. So my family built up uh, the first uh, Asian grocery store called the Diho Market in oh. 83. So we are the original. Actually, it's a, a brand from California. Uh, they call it Monterey Park City. And then what we want to do is do a replica of a, a, a new Chinatown in Houston. That's in the 80s. So I'm fortunate to witness the growth. So when you say how big the Chinatown is, from the 80s till now, we can say from Gessner, go west all the way to Highway 6, uh -huh. the 90% of the real estate were owned by Asians. Uh -huh. So it's about six miles. We have over, I think, 100 restaurants. And wow. then, and then so this, densely populated in yes, terms of restaurants. I can tell you the lunch special is even probably cheaper than McDonald's. It's all stir-fried, serving mm -hmm. a good lunch. The food price is very reasonable. Yeah. So the competition is king. You have to be hometown food. Otherwise, you cannot attract the real customers to come. Mm -hmm. If the food is good, people will just come without any advertising. So every major franchise now, they also want to come to the Texas. Uh, Houston Chinatown is there probably the first stop because some property, they will tell us this is the best location in the entire U.S., less competition than West Coast and East Coast. So that is why it was so booming in the last 10, 15 years. Unless, uh, until this 
a virus thing comes up, mm. you know, the Chinatown is really, I think, uh, the hub for all the uh, Asian population live in the southern states, Louisiana, Oklahoma, you know, uh, whatever, because whenever there's a holiday or spring break, everybody has come to Chinatown to eat, to listen to karaoke. Uh, so it's, it's like a social gathering place. Uh-huh. So uh, uh, if you allow me, I can tell you, I mean, there's a, there's a, a true thing uh, happened uh, just uh, in the, at the end of the January. Uh, there was a rumor saying that one of the employees in one of the supermarkets in Chinatown got affected, which is uh, a false statement. Because at the end of January, there's no case happened in entire Texas from yes. the health department. Just a rumor. But that rumor spread on a social media called WeChat. And then the next day, uh, the grocery store business dropped 50%. Wow. And then the restaurant business dropped every 70%. Uh, hang- Hi. Hi, how are you? Are you Corey? Yes. Uh, good to meet you. Nice to meet you, Corey. Nice to have you guys. Yeah, thank you for having us. Hi. Being as our chairman, our Asian chairman. Yeah. Hi, Ben. Nice Hi. to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks for being here. Yeah. So, Ben, you're Ben Yu, and you're with the Asian Chamber of Commerce. Yes. Thanks for being here. Corey, I'm going to try your last name. Corey Shung. 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 And, <laughs> and you own uh, Mala Sichuan with your husband, Hung. So Kenneth was telling us about this rumor that started in January mm-hmm. that there was an infected employee of one of the grocery stores and how that really was hurting business for a while. <laughs> when did you all notice things starting to slow down? The weekend right after Chinese New Year. Okay, so that was... Um, I think Chinese New Year was on uh, January the 25th. The last uh, week of, the, uh, of January. Mm-hmm. Okay. What were you seeing? It was just a um, a sudden plunge of business. Lunch, dinner, both? All. Really? Yeah. So, so. can you describe that? Uh, let's just take uh, take the first uh, Saturday, uh, February, for example. Last year, uh, the same Saturday, we would have uh, about 500 customers. And this uh, the first Saturday of uh, February that, that we have this year, we only had about 174, oh, wow. I think. All day? Yeah. Okay. What were your customers saying? Um, the customers that have come to our restaurant weren't saying anything. I guess the reason that they come is because that they, they weren't fearful of anything. They, mm-hmm. But um, on social media or on WeChat, the Chinese chatting uh, app that every single person has, mm-hmm. uh, everybody is talking about it. Okay. Talking about how the coronavirus is all over the place. Um, it's in Chinatown. It's in it's in Jusco. The Jusco is is closed due to it. Uh, so everybody, let's not go to Chinatown. All of which was not true. Yeah, which was not true. And, and Jusco is the grocery store. Yes, right, right, next, right, right next to us. Nearby. Okay. Right. So in February, things just really started falling yes. off yes, for yes. you. So uh, I guess Chinese people had a head start of uh, of being panicked. From uh, as a uh, comparing with Americans right now, Americans are panicked too. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> as you can see we have over a hundred restaurants. If everybody go down fifty to seventy percent, that's millions of dollars. Especially the supermarket, the volume is high. You know, they just lost. I mean, uh, thousands of dollars every day. Mm-hmm. So that that is the damage we cause. Yeah. 
So what's business like now, say, for a Saturday here at Mala? Uh, at least a more than 50% decrease from normal. Hmm. So have you gone back up slightly from that 175? Uh, Hung is shaking his head no. <laughs> yeah. No. no. Okay. So more than 50% off. Definitely yeah. more than 50%. Yeah. Uh, we've already um, laid off a few uh, kitchen crew already because we had to. Um, if we don't lay them off, they, they have they really have nothing to do. They're just standing around, and we're also having negative cash flow. Wow. So that's probably going on around this area with right. other businesses too, right? I mean, Think our- about it. We, we are probably one of the better ones here. Right. And just imagine, you know, the, a lot of people that, that are not doing – nearly as well as us they're they're going through some tough times Mm -hmm. yeah and so how are you managing this change well we have already done uh, our uh, laying off some of the kitchen members Mm -hmm. and then uh, for front of the house employees we just decreased their uh, number of shifts because for example today uh, normally we would have um, uh, five to six servers today we just we just scheduled four of them uh, and also on, on Sunday, we also usually had uh, five to six, and then now we just have three. And for weekdays, we normally have three servers. Now we have two. On addition to that, we're trying, uh, we're making every every effort that we can find to uh, practice good hygiene and, mm-hmm. and making sure that um, that uh, we we take all of the uh, safety precautions or uh, hy- hygienic precautions in, inside the restaurant as safe as possible of an environment for our guests to come in and dine in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I think that's maybe the, the, the best we can do. And also, um, <laughs> also we're trying to push more uh, to-go orders, like delivery services. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. How has that been? Uh, we haven't no, started, we haven't started yet. yet. We haven't started we're, yet. We're preparing. Yeah. Okay. Are, yeah. Okay. So you'll do delivery yourselves because I yes. know that there are yes. all these delivery yes, companies. Our, our employees need to mm-hmm. have something to do so that they can earn money. They can put put food on the table for their families. Okay. okay. So, so for it, those for those um, the, the the employees that are not getting enough uh, shifts to to serve tables and earn uh, the tips, we can then later on push more uh, delivery services that we deliver to the to the door instead of using third-party delivery services so that they can earn the money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It hurts us to see that they can't bring home enough money. Right, mm-hmm. right. They have loans. They have family. They have children to support. How far but, down the pipeline is that? Do you know, um, like, how soon you hope to roll that out? Within the week. Within a week. Within the week. So that would be... Yeah. Within a week or two. <laughs> you know, within March. Uh, and th- I think it'll be a little bit harder for Chinatown because um, a lot of people that come to Chinatown to eat, they're actually living further away. Hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. It'll be easier for our other locations, but Chinatown is really the location that we needed help the most. Mm-hmm. So, have you noticed more to-go orders in general? People calling to not really to take it out now. I, I think of- to-go um, sales stayed the same. It's just the 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 dining really dropped, dropped sharply, sharply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about your purveyors, the suppliers that you deal with, and the you know the ingredients and the things that you need every every day or every week? How has that changed? The the suppliers, uh, they they definitely see the uh, hit too. But well, they're they're gonna see this effect after hours because you know we 
we take uh, the first hit and then we reduce whatever we need to and then that's when they're going to see Okay, so yeah. right, so they're going to when you guys are ordering less, that's right. going to affect them. Right. Oh, also um this place that we shop for uh for restaurants, uh this Asian place, uh uh-huh. sort of like sort of like a restaurant depot but but for Chinese restaurants. Uh-huh. They're out of uh, certain things that 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 everybody is trying to buy. For example, like hand sanitizers, right. are completely out. Um, and what else are they out? Like alcohol stuff. It's called Suns Club. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Like they're out of alcohol. They're out of um, like Lysol wipes. Uh, hand sanitizers are so hard to get right now. They're right. like a yes. luxury item right yes. now. Um, but as uh, as far as foods, we're okay on that. Okay. Uh, but we know from our supplier, um, Jesco actually delivers for majority of the Chinese restaurants in town. And then we've been talking to their their delivery guy. Their sales has uh, their sales on restaurant deliveries have gone down by at least fifty percent. Yeah. And I also know this um, this guy. He uh, works for a credit card processing company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not able to give out like uh, sales like specific numbers of their merchants. They cannot do that. But he's able to 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 tell me that in the seven seven zero three six area. The, the, the numbers have gone down by 75% on average. So the credit card charges? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when people say that their, their sales have gone down by 90%, they're not exaggerating at all. Kenneth or, or Ben, maybe, have you seen any companies closing? Well, actually, uh, yeah, Alice Lee just came in. Alice Lee is the executive director of the Southwest Management District. Uh, I'm the chairman of the board. Okay, in Chinatown, I can see... There's a few restaurants maybe want to change hands, you know, because over here is always in a high demand. If you couldn't make your business, I mean, you have to pay a lot of key money to get into the space. Uh, Chinatown will never close down because, you know, it's all by the immigrants and they, that's their life. You know, they work hard and uh, even though there's no business, uh, especially for mom and pop, they just don't draw salary. They have to keep it open. But yes, you do see a few restaurants closed temporarily. The reason I say temporary is maybe they only work on the weekend draws. Okay. On the weekend, we still have a lot of people come. And then uh, uh, just like Cross Street, a, a brand new one, you know, is uh, uh, they have to close down during the weekday because they cannot afford to have a full-time staff. Uh, they spend millions of dollars already. And the rent is very expensive because it's a new shopping center. So when you ask me, uh, the business the business is bad. Uh, we need uh, support. And the business owner is not just a business owner. You have a lot of people working for this business. Restaurant, massage, even doctor, doctor clinic, they have less appointments. Mm. So you can see that, uh, you know, uh, all this is affected. The city of Houston also lost a lot of uh, tax revenues. Yeah. So, so I can say that this, the real situation is, is really bad. Uh, but you didn't see, uh, you know, why there's no the store still open because they try to survive. So we have a new person to join us. It's Alice, right? And Alice, are you with the Southwest Management District? Yes, I'm the executive director for the district. Okay, yes. great, great. Um, thanks for being here. Should we pause for a second? Because I spy the crispy and spicy chicken right there. <laughs> yeah. 
It is good. Is that the fish? That's uh, I think that's fish, right? Yes, that is so good. That's one of my favorites too. Good, yeah. One, I don't know, it's a signature dish. It's one of the signature dish. Corey, do you have a favorite? My favorite, crispy spicy chicken. Crispy spicy chicken. Yeah. And is that the cumin beef? This is the lamb. This is lamb. That is the Mongolian beef. Oh, okay. This is this is lamb. Very clean, that I know, that's how it's good. <laughs> yeah, so this, uh, so last week, uh, in our Katie location, yeah. or actually, um, in more than one location, we have we have more than normal people who came to look for jobs, oh. looking for jobs, and it's because they got laid off. This is why Katie location among shows is that being affected also. Um, all of them has been affected, but uh, it's uh, more or less. Uh, Chinatown has been affected the most, uh, and I know that some of the uh, the, uh, the restaurants that, that are in Sugarland they got hit pretty hard too. Oh yeah, Arcade location got hit probably by uh, I want to say thirty percent, and then Mancha's location, um, the uh, because we we do have a very very um, large part of the sales that comes from uh, delivery company. Delivery delivery orders. Mm -hmm. So the dining got 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 hit uh, was decreased uh, decreased by by a large amount. But comparing with the whole the the sales together, uh, probably um, about uh, anywhere from ten to twenty five percent. Yeah, from ten to twenty five. That's Montreal's location. Okay. Yeah, but our worst Montreal's location is um, has a delay of uh, negative effects. And that is also because there's more American people in uh, clientele in that area. But since now, like yesterday and today, American people has been hoarding, <laughs> hoarding <Yeah>. groceries. <laughs> I know. So uh, I think they're going to be, uh, I think Montos is going to have an effect. You'll, we'll, we'll see an effect this fall, this week and next week. Well, there's and definitely so. been a, a huge change in terms of what we're hearing. You know, before it was like, go out and support these businesses mm -hmm. and you know, go to the bars and go to the restaurants and go to the performances. And now we're all essentially being told that's probably not a good idea. And I know some restaurants have even taken out the number of tables that they have mm -hmm. in their restaurants. I haven't heard that happening here, but yeah, I think in that's New York. one of the things yeah. that we're thinking of doing you so are. that it kind of calms people. Right, right. Because there's more space between. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're debating whether to make our employees wear masks or not. I just got my uh, food runner to to wear this transparent mask, where it kind of blocks your your just the mouth area. So I'm making the the food runners wear that first. Okay. And I'll see how things go. There is a cultural difference. Like Chinese people wear masks to prevent themselves from getting from getting infected, but American people think that if you're wearing a mask, that means you're sick. It's a uh, it's a hard decision to make whether we should make our employees to wear masks or not. We do have Chinese customers that ask our employees, "Hey, why aren't you wearing a mask?" <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. it's hard to decide. Well, so I've I've noticed you uh, wash your hands or use the Purell a couple times since we've been here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I try how, to be very. I try to be. Yeah. How careful are are you being? And I'm are, being very are you careful. worried? Are you very worried? I'm mostly worried because I have babies. I have two babies at home. Because mm -hmm. I've been reading like how 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 this uh, how this virus gets transmitted. It's 
mostly by uh, droplets. If you touch like a publicly public um, surface, right. and then somebody somebody maybe have coughed in their their hand, and they mm-hmm. touch that surface, and you touch again, it gets on you. Mm-hmm. So I try to I try to sanitize my hands multiple times uh, every day, and then yeah. when I go home, the first thing I do is wash my hands first. Um, and then I also bought this uh, UV sterilizing lamp or box oh. that's for sterilizing baby bottles. I bought that, and I'm going to place uh, one in each of my uh, my restaurants. So when customers come in, we can offer to sterilize their phones and their keys while they go wash, oh, wash their hands. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, but now we have a new challenge because now folks are having to stay uh, with their kids. They've extended spring break now, some schools, till the end of the month, right? I'm thinking about families with younger children. They can't possibly come to the store or order food from the restaurant, but maybe we can package some meals, you know, order your three meals a day or package dinners every night and just have it delivered. Nielsen, they do research and they released a report it's kind of interesting what you were saying, like yeah. Chinatown might have been ahead of the curve yes. um, because they've been following the outbreaks in different places and how businesses react. And there is a t- turn after some time to e-commerce. Are there a lot of hotels also in this area? We do have hotels. Okay. Hotels have suffered a lot. Have they? Yes. We have member, they received about almost 400 rooms canceled. Uh, because of OTC related, uh, oh, those wow. are the most from the mainland China uh, exhibitors, which is a big energy conference. That's uh, a big conference, which even they haven't officially even haven't, canceled yet. They yeah. haven't, but because uh, China this coronavirus they can't travel is ahead of a curve, so they already prepared not coming. Wow. And what I'm wondering is, with hotels losing business, with restaurants losing business. You know, there's a certain amount of monthly payments you have to make. A lot of hotels have debt to pay off or a lot of franchises have to make a certain amount of investment and maintenance every month. At what point, you know, I'm just like, I'm just wondering how long, how long it can last before there's going to be large problems. That is the most small media business owners questions is how to retain their employees, (coughs) how they find the ways to to keep their above the water. Um, they, right now the most, uh, the business they asking questions related to what the, the incentives the government can help them from the payroll tax, property tax, uh, from the other incentives, even related to do we have, can they get a short term loans or low interest loan to help them? So there's a lot of uh, questions from the business owners. Yeah, I just wanted to add to uh, what Kenneth was saying mm-hmm. um, because there's there's uh, all kinds of businesses in the Chinatown area. We could say that it's a complete economic ecosystem here. Like somebody can actually just live in this area and right. not have to go out and they'll have everything taken care of. Right, like you said, banks, hotels, grocery stores, offices. Yeah, all kinds of services. Yeah, services. Um, legal service, uh, accounting service. All kinds of service, you IT know, police service, department. police department, <laughs> clinics. So I guess one thing I'm thinking is, you know, you, you describe this as a complete ecosystem and you guys have been dealing with this impact for weeks. This week, I think I've been talking to people outside of grocery stores who are have been doing a lot of shopping. A lot of people said that when 
the rodeo was canceled, yeah. when the works started telling them you should work from home, they started to realize oh, how big now. this could yeah. impact. Is, is what you're seeing here, do you think it's going to spread to the rest of Houston? Do you think they'll see similar impacts soon? I think so too, but not as hard as the Chinese community because, okay. <laughs> because this virus essentially is, people still think that it's, re, it's closely, closely related to Chinese. China, Chinese people, they'll still have the feeling that, okay, if I go to an a Asian destination, there's a higher chances of getting uh, getting affected. I think people will have, still have that kind of mentality. It's kind of ironic because now in China, the rate of growth is going down. It's back to normal in China. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, they had such strong measures in terms of very strong testing measures. people. And I was just complaining that, uh, okay, my kid's school is closing tomorrow. What am I going to do? And then my friends in China, they're like, oh, uh, we've been staying at home for two months already. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's interesting how, yeah. how we're sort you know, behind, behind yeah, the curve. You we're just experiencing it all Yeah, later. I can tell you like endless stories about uh, the lockdown in China. Tell us It's something. crazy. <laughs> tell, tell us. Like you said, like extreme measures. Like each family, everybody gets curfew. Each family gets a pass to to leave the house. Okay. Like uh, gets one pass. And this pass goes to one person. And then you can leave the house every other day. And then you have to get documented where you're going, how long you've been gone, where you have been. And when you leave, you get screened, your temperature. When you come back, you get screened again. And then they make you go through these uh, mists, like... Um, a uh, mist of a uh, solution to kill the virus on you. Oh, so like some antibacterial. Yeah, antibacterial of- stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like the lockdown, like none of the, uh, the, the, the businesses are open. None. All of, all of the schools, all of the work, everybody, nobody is working except for they're only keeping the people essential for, for everybody to keep their livelihood. Those are working like the, uh, like the, um, uh, the de- uh, delivery services, mm, uh, delivery services on food and on packages, and the people that are that suffer the most are people who are traveling. Say they're traveling from one place to another, and then suddenly the lockdown uh, got into uh, effect, so they're stuck in that place and they don't live there. Those are the people who suffer the most. Yeah. So all of a sudden, there has been a lot of homeless people that are actually not homeless. Yeah. Yeah, wow. they get stuck there. And then the government, I guess, are too busy taking care of everything else. And then these people are just starving. So the Chinese people that are living in the United States, they, they, they see all these things going on in China. So it makes them panic, too. Uh, yeah, I, I hope it will never happen. But the fact is, it's coming and it will come, you know. We just don't know when, but but uh, at that time everybody just need to work together. I think Chinese restaurant is hurting. I think many American restaurants will be hurting too. Yeah, I think that's the next yeah. sort of you'll see drop. You see that? Well, I think the greater impact is going to come still because we're talking about workers who are on minimum wage, mostly depending on tips. I mean, the service industry. You're talking about hotels and the restaurants. Banquets are getting cut back. I mean. Like you said, the conferences are being cut, so that's impacting the service industry. Um, people live paycheck to paycheck, right? And now they have kids that have to stay home an extended amount of time. Maybe they were in daycare, but now they have to be taking time off from work themselves to take care of the kids. So I think the greater impact is still yet to come. But I guess in terms of the economic um, decisions that had to be made, I mean, hopefully 
Congress, you know, passed um, the relief bill for these workers because um, most of them don't have health care probably. Um, but uh, we'd rather be saving lives, right? I mean, I, I think there's a lot of criticism. Of course, it's, it's easy to criticize when you're hiding behind a computer and on social media, uh, the decisions that these leaders have to make. But just imagine if the mayor didn't cancel the rodeo or these, the NBA didn't cancel. I mean, we, we would be infecting hundreds of millions of people in the United States. And our healthcare system could not serve these people, the, the ones who are really going to be most affected, right? The elderly. And I was stuff. just going to add because Kenneth mentioned about Harvey, and yesterday at the luncheon with the mayor, so he mentioned a point that I have not heard before, but he said that during Harvey, we did not lose one single conference, but so far because of coronavirus, or the threat of coronavirus being here, we've already lost seven conferences, so that had a major impact on me. It's like this is something very very different. So. It'd be hard to recover from this. Well, Corey, you you all have a, a new location opening downtown. Is that right? No, Sugarland. So we're not we're not in uh, in uh, downtown anymore. But um, we do have another location coming up soon, uh, which is in Sugarland. If it weren't for the virus, we would be open uh, by, now. by now. Yeah, <clears throat> and because of the virus um, and the lockdown in China, uh, we had um, we have furniture that are um, custom, being custom made in China. And because of the lockdown, they everybody went home and didn't work. Um, and so that got delayed. But now they're back to work and they're able to continue with the order and then get it shipped over. But then now we're hit. Right. So I, and, and we were thinking that it's not a good idea to do a grand opening with all this going on. So we might delay that even further, even that we are able to open we're probably going to have a negative cash flow from the start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're probably just going to wait for this to pass. In the meantime, you're paying the lease, right? Yeah. Where's the new store? Next to Jesco. <laughs> it's not a good place to be <laughs> during this time, though. Yeah, there's a Jesco in Sugarland, and people are trying to stay away from Jesco <laughs> there, too. Okay, well, Jesco is open and yeah, you can go. And Chinatown is open for business. That's right. So, Corey, Hung, Kenneth, Ben, and Alice, thank you all again. Best of luck to everyone, and I hope that you stay well. Listeners, please subscribe to Looped In on Apple Podcasts or any podcast app. And if you're being affected by the coronavirus, we would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on social media. I am at Ansarnoff, and Rebecca is at R.A. Schutz, S-C-H-U-E-T-Z. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you. Yeah. Woo. Good. Good job. <laughs>